Hi, my name is Lila Turner and you are listening to the Becoming Relationship Ready podcast series. Here we'll be discussing the twists, the turns, the ups and downs and the wins and fails of finding love and connection. Each week, I will have a different guest share their experience and relationship stories. I'll want to know what are their stumbling blocks, what have their blind spots been, what have their relationship patterns been that felt unbreakable. And I'll also want to know what are their relationship hacks, what have they discovered about themselves and relationships that has been a game changer for them. Hello, my name is Katie. I'm 37 years old and I live in the American Midwest in Indianapolis, Indiana. I've definitely had kind of a meandering path to end up where I am. I lived overseas for about five years in Dublin and London and New Zealand and Australia. And then I lived in San Francisco for five years getting my master's in counseling psychology with the idea <laughs> of becoming a therapist. But um, it didn't feel right to me. So I'm still surprised to have ended up here in Indiana working for my um, dad's company. It's a financial firm. So I've had a big career shift, but I'm very much interested still in psychology in the mind and just kind of a curious individual. So that's me. Katie, I'm so excited to have a bit of time with you um, chatting and talking a little bit about what you've been I guess uncovering from your own common sense around navigating a relationship really differently from how you've previously talked about navigating your relationships. Uncovering is a nice word. It feels like just such an enormous change in how I am in relationship now with this new man that I'm dating. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit, like, I know you've done some writing pieces for us, but if you could give us a little bit of framework for when we started working together in terms of um, dating relationships, where were you at at that point in your life? Like, what, wh- where did we start off? Well, <laughs> it feels like so long ago, but it really was just early January, just a couple months ago. Um, I'm 37. I would say, like, overall in my life, I'm a pretty, I don't know, I really just don't date very often at all. I had one long-term partner from the ages of 28 to 32. And that when I was 28, that was my first like real boyfriend. Um, and we broke up in 2016. And I haven't dated since then. Um, so like a pretty long hiatus, even though I was telling myself I should be dating. I just really wasn't feeling it just due to some personal stuff, health issues, yada, yada. And so my sister and I were really sweet. We were like determined to online date in 2021. And so in early January, we took a bunch of cute pictures of each other. And like, I made a really stunning profile. I was like really proud of my online dating profile. And it just felt like good. It felt like fun to do it, not like a drag or scary or awful. And so I was still expecting it to be really hard and you just hear terrible things about online dating. So I was like, oh, it's going to take me forever to find someone. And you had to meet a bunch of like shitty people. Um, but like really one of the first five people I was chatting with, I was like, oh, he's really a stunner. I really, really, really (laughs) like love this particular guy I was chatting with. And it was just weird. My reaction to it, um, it might just be my, like, I don't know, just being naive to dating, 
but I felt really sick. <laughs> like I was still, he was being so lovely and I was still loving talking to him and interacting with him. It was like so, so great, but I couldn't really eat and I was starting to lose weight and just sleep like wretchedly, like just be up like all night, like thinking, 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 like anxious, anxious, anxious. And I have a little bit of three principles background. So I was like trying to like step out of my thinking, but it was like, it was really brutal. And I wasn't like taking it out on him, but I was just like, this is really hard for me. And it really was like, I sat up in bed one morning just after sleeping so horribly. I was like, oh my God, you can reach out to Leela. Um, and so that's when I emailed you and it really organically um, worked out from there. Now, most people, when they say they get kind of sick in a, the beginning of a relationship, it's when they think it's not going well. This is before you'd even met him, right? <laughs> I know. So you had, you, you'd been chatting, but you hadn't like physically seen him in, in the flesh, yeah. so to speak. <clears throat> yeah, I think even before we did our first like Zoom calls, we probably chatted on the app for maybe four or five days. And it was just so dreamy. We had such amazing rapport. I think we both just kind of like to write and like words and just like obscure things that matched up in beautiful ways. And so we were having just amazing interactions. I was even talking to him about how it was having like a strong effect on me. I was like, our connection's kind of like tripping me up a little bit. Like, so it wasn't like I was hiding it for him from him, but like sharing it or not sharing it wasn't seeming to change it. I really felt like I was just underwater and couldn't like get myself back up. I think I talked to you for the first time. I can't remember if it was before or after I met him. I think it was after I I met him for the first time. But it's it, it's I love how you say you're like treading water or kind of underwater because thought can weigh a ton. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you can just kind of like you know pop yourself out of it, and sometimes you are just dragged by this like current underwater, and I could not see my way out of it. I felt really lucky to have you to help like just like jolt me out of that that place. I couldn't do it on my own. What was the first step that you saw in terms of pulling you out of that? Just in our first conversation, like you were like, you're pulling in a lot of expectations from the past in ways that I didn't understand how they were affecting me. That I was just like projecting them onto him. So all of my past thinking was so up, 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 up <laughs> in my head when I was talking to him. And when I wasn't talking to him, like in the middle of the night, just up, up, up all of this thinking about the past and about the future and it's going to turn shitty. It's going to be hard. It's going to be X, Y, Z. And you said something about how that has nothing to do with him. And I was like, Oh, right. Like in that first session, I just remember my like nervous system and like my gut feeling like slowly less inflamed and smoother and calmer remembering this truth. Like, Oh my God, it's completely like dreamed in your own head. It has nothing to do with them. I think this can happen a lot is we carry a lot of our emotional baggage from all our previous relationships. So I call it dating armor. Mm. And I also call it your hauntings because we can get haunted by thought. And we're worried about things happening again, whether it's being taken advantage of or someone being cruel. And it's really difficult to not project that into sort of like an electric fence or barrier or brick wall to try mm. and be safe in the next relationship. So I could see you were getting really spooked, but you had almost two minds. Part of you was getting super spooked, but I could also feel there was a real wisdom and there was a lot of clarity and like, oh, he feels good. And you didn't overthink the fact that he felt like a nice person to date. So you had 
a thread of thinking and then you would drop out of it and get really clear. In a way, we can all do that. We can be totally freaked out, worried and haunted, but at the same time have kind of clarity and wisdom just pop its head up like, where's Wally? I love how you described even doing your profile picture and taking photos. You were lighthearted, but it felt like you put pictures out that felt like you. You put words out that felt like you. And so I just heard a very unoverthinking, unworried version of you right there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. have all your intuition working beautifully to one side of you. And then the other side of you, it's like screaming, freaking out. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? And, and what does it mean to sort of like get haunted when we're starting in a relationship and jolt because we, we go, oh, yes, I remember that happened last time. What was nice about it is we didn't need to go into, well, tell me about your past and what really happened. Just seeing that that was old experiences, ejecting themselves onto the wall, really. Yeah, and I actually, I really um, felt so grateful to have you as a resource when I was feeling so just out of sorts and overwhelmed. Like I've had so much therapy and like good therapy and bad therapy Again, with my little bit of 3P world experience, I was like, oh yeah, there's this other thing where you just look somewhere else. Like you look to what's good or light or wise within you and you don't have to go back to the past. And it's all still held with love. There's nothing like dismissive or repressive about it. It's just like you have this sweet little choice you can make in the moment. And thank you for naming that. You, you saw like wisdom in me and you saw like the reactive thinking in me. It's nice to like remember that for myself. Because I felt it like a current with him in the beginning, this like determination, like there is something else here that will help you. Like I really trusted that. And it's cool because as we talked about a lot, I still have had lots of ups and downs with him. It's not like that resource inside you smooths out your life to the point nothing interesting ever happens. We have little tiffs and ups and downs and miscommunications. But it's like from that perspective of like, where to look as opposed to like looking to the problem and like thus making problems. It's like there is this resource in me. It's just there to help me. I'm not alone. I don't have to sort it out with him in like a vacuum. There's this thing that will help. My body is like relaxing as I think about it. It's so generous and so loving. And so having you in those first really inflammatory weeks was so amazingly lovely it just like set me on this track with this new guy I remember you kind of coming out of your reaction and just settling down and being quite delighted and surprised by your own mind when it was a bit more settled mm. and because possibilities around him opened up rather than just reactions mm. and I remember there was two things that started to happen within the first couple of weeks is you know you're you have like this really lovely home that you've bought. You you made this, you decided to move to a town where it wasn't where everybody else was moving. And you had a, you know, you had a feeling about that too. And you have your life and you have your independence. So you're used to having your own space. And then suddenly you got this other human being in your space. And, you know, when we kind of have this dreamy period where we don't see any frailties in that person, like they don't, you know, they don't seem to blow their nose or cough or, you know, chew loudly, nothing. And then kind of at some point you started to notice that they have moods too, or they get snarky and they, and I remember this point where you were kind of, you know, suddenly realizing that because you, you're not, that no one is dating, nobody out there is dating a perfect human. 
So you have this bag of humanness with all the frailties and the beauty. And we had a discussion around other people having permission to not be perfect. Mm. Do you remember that? Heck yeah. I feel like that was a major theme in a lot of our sessions. I was so determined in my thinking mind in the beginning to make something ideal. Like that was the point to make something perfect and for me to be perfect and for him to be perfect. I never phrased it that way, but that's like the underlying message in the way that I was thinking. Like there is a big problem here because of things that are like showing up. And I can feel, as I say it, like almost a little bit of anger because that's what I would have done to myself for the past, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years. The moment I felt something like that, I would have made it really painful and hard on him and on me. And so being able to talk to you about that so consistently through our sessions together. It's never about making that ideal relationship. It's never about meeting a perfect person. It's just like this moment-to-moment living of your experience. And without the story of that experience, it just doesn't matter so much. And then it's like this natural like willingness to like love and connect that's just there. It's so much bigger and stronger. And so if I'm just willing to like soften my jaw and like relax around this like torrent of thinking, it takes so little, like just this little look towards this place within me. And before I know it, I'm like saying something that surprises me. And then the whole feeling of our conversation has totally changed. And it's nitty gritty, icky in the beginning. It's not like a little girl, little boy problems. It's like, blah, like something gross that I don't like is happening right now. I'm not comfortable. And he's so patient. Like he's so lovely in those moments. He's not like, what, 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 what's your problem? I think he's also looking into himself. And so even though it's icky, we both have this moment to slow down and like just check out what's going on without this dialogue or monologue about what it means or what it is. It's easy to like sound polished when I'm talking about it now, but it's ugly in the moment. And then this thing just steps in and I'm saying something and he's saying something. Before you know it, I'm just in a hug with this beautiful man who I love so much. I think when people often first get into a relationship, they're so elated to be in it. You rarely see that person in a bad mood or snarky mood. So like when he would come in and have a comment or something that he would say that was a little bit snarky because he's in a bad mood, mm-hmm. you know, you would rather than, it's not like you made all that okay. He can talk however he likes, but you hadn't even thought about it. Whereas your original thought was like, well, that's a problem we need to solve. What do you do about it when he's snarky or rude or just, you know, just has a mood? He definitely does. Like he, um, I said to him recently, I was like, you and I are definitely going to hurt each other, not on purpose, but we're both smart, sharp, well-informed and articulate in a way that can be a bit venomous. I think we're both used to maybe just like some bad habits in relationships around like feeling like you have to pull those things out, like keep yourself safe or blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot easier for me when I'm fine and I feel that he's in a mood. And he's just a beautiful, big-brained thinker. He's just a really smart person. And I can just see kind of in his expression when he's in there. And especially, I think it's easy in the 3P world to think that you have to pull people out of their thought and like fix them. But like you told me in our sessions, like I said, does it have to be both of us? And you're like, no, it's you. I can look somewhere else and it changes what we both experience. I was like, thank God. I don't want to teach someone. I don't want to change someone. I want like peace inside myself. And so 
he would come in and like right away, it's like abundantly clear. And he's always kind. He's never, never mean to me, but I can just feel the potential there of darkiness or grumpiness. And so I honestly just lean so deeply into the place in me. And even before he comes over just to like lay the groundwork, I'll often like close my eyes, breathe and not care about anything, I think. And then he comes in, it's uh, just to see him from that place is so dreamy and it doesn't really matter what he's going through. But again, not to paint it like it's always that way because sometimes I am in crappy moods and I am in my thinking. When I see him, I'm like, fuck him. Like, why did he come over if he's going to be a shit to me? I don't want to be around you if you're like this. Get out. But it's cool because it doesn't mean anything. And so I'm walking up to him, like greeting him in whatever way. And we're just like in a dance of whatever place we're in. And really, if you look at it, it's excruciating. Like, I can't believe how uncomfortable it is to be so blinded to reality and so wrapped up in the world of scary, bad thinking. It's just really painful. So I'm like, okay, like I recognize that just by the discomfort and it's not done in the service of changing him. I feel like that's why it's so effective. Like, it's just like this accepting place of who cares if he's in a bad mood. He can be in a bad mood all night. Like, I don't mind because like I'm fine over here. And then something does tend to change eventually. And I actually shouldn't downplay that point because something always changes. Something always feels better. and. It's so, it's so nice. Like even this past weekend, we had a couple moments of like feeling awful, feeling upset with him. And when the weekend ended, like last night, we had the nicest chat about it. I was like, what a relief those moments were to me. It doesn't have to be this perfect thing. It can be this other thing that we're always making fresh in the moment. It's so dreamy, like just the relief around it all. And so, so if he's, he's, kind of snarky in a bad mood you've kind of come out of a reaction do you ever sometimes say hey you're not talking so nice I do and again um that was hard for me at first like we had six sessions but in the beginning you were always saying some something like you still have a voice and that was hard for me as well like what you're just like a doormat because you're leaning into your thinking and you let them walk all over you but it's really not that and we talked about in one of our sessions how he had this pet name for me that just rubbed me the wrong way. And I was trying to like not think my way into acceptance of this pet name, but it just, it just like brought my hackles up every time. And it was very sweet. There was nothing like degrading about it. It was just like, for some reason for me, I just did not like being called this, but it took me probably weeks, three weeks, maybe even four. And it was definitely his like go-to pet name for me. <laughs> I was like hearing it a lot and being like, it's just thought, it's just thought, you're upset, it's just thought. And then I was like, I can't anymore. And there was one night where I was like, it was really irking me. I was like, I, I just knew I couldn't anymore. And I wanted to be like, don't, <laughs> don't ever call me that again. But I was just patient about it. And I was like, just wait, honey, until you're a little less like reactive and like annoyed and angry. And I did. It felt the way it feels to me now. And I'm saying it like, God, you're such a beautiful person. I so appreciate everything about you. And there's no harm in what you're calling me, but please, please don't. And he was so, so sweet about it. It took him about three weeks to phase it out, but it became like a joke between us when he said it. And it was all just so lovely. 
and it had such a different feel where I've been like, if you ever call me that again, I will murder you while you sleep, which is how I often like felt just like, stop calling me that. Like when he upset me this weekend, when I really felt Leela, like I, you know, that feeling where you're like, if I called 10 people, 10 people would agree that I'm right in this situation. I felt like he had wronged me. It was just interesting to watch my, like the things I wanted to reach for around punishing him because I was right. And cutting him off and like, like like freezing him out because I was pissed. So I can have that moment and keep the door open to him in that moment. And that's really what I was trying to do. And it was hard, but successful, I would say, because I didn't care about any of my story in my head, but felt it. Like I ended up crying in the kitchen. Like I, I was like hurt. And so I, I cried and felt it. And we talked about it. And it was all just so above board no there were no hidden messages like and we talked it through and it was lovely and it still took me two hours to come out of it completely like I was just a little bit like raw and like still a little bit upset but I was never like attacking him or hurting him or hurting myself oh that's so nice to reflect on yeah I think it's really important to you know I think a lot of the times when people think it's all just what I'm thinking and I should be in a nice thought or I should roll over and let people do what they like. Or I feel it's really important not to lose your voice. But it doesn't tend to do well if you try and... For me, I've never got anywhere sharing anything with my husband when I would be an 8 or 9 out of 10 irritated because I would be on the your fault train. And when I quiet down a bit, I can talk with a raw, open honesty and say, this is how I feel. And the essence of that has there never been change it, stop it, whatever it's like, I need to share how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I need to share how I'm feeling. So I'm not then having to just sit and figure it all out on my own. And that's something we've covered is like, I don't have to present a neatly presented bow on a gingham table. I can show up with just a feeling and sometimes I'll want to share where I'm at. And I think it's really important not to lose our voice. We have a voice. It might be, I don't like that nickname or I really feel like we're not sharing the household's chores or whatever it is. There's, it's an interesting line between being accountable for our own feelings, but also not losing our sense of self, you know, you, not losing the fact that we have a voice and a feeling. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like things don't feel quite right or that doesn't feel even or that doesn't sit right with me. I freaking love it. And what I love hearing you talk, it's like, I feel like there's almost pressure to have this like big special clear in the world voice like I'm a woman (laughs) like this is my truth like I will speak my truth thusly and you will listen kind of intensity around like having a voice but with him I'm like oh the voice is I'm not sure what's going on but I don't feel good right now can we talk about it it's like that first intrepid step into like something communicative and interpersonal like relational that's compromising and accommodating and mutual to me it feels I want to say courageous like there's courage in it um you haven't put the the bow on it like you said and so it's like just that little step but you don't feel more vulnerable you feel less you feel it's powerful it's strong like there's strength in doing it that way there's this funny weakness in being like I have to say it right or get it right or articulate perfectly. It's scary to be that way. So 
in our time together, I think in the beginning, I was like, I don't want that voice. Like I was hearing you say voice, like my Katie together voice through practice, like applying this idea of like, wait, it's an experience. It's crappy. It's just life day to day. That's my voice. Like those small moments of like, wait, no, no, no. I I don't like, I don't like that. I don't know why, but I don't like it. And what I think there's something magical going on as far as the space that comes from, because he never gets defensive. It's so different with any person, like romantic partners or any person. Like when you come in, like, hear me, hear me, hear me, as opposed to like, it's here, this thing that will help us. It's here for us and feeling it. And then it's all like informed and guided. It's the coolest damn thing ever. It's just unlike anything else. And I've, done like every kind of psychological approach but there's just nothing like this it's so cool well you know what's incredible about it is i used to wait until i was so wound up (laughs) that i'm just looking on i'm on the sort of bleep train i thought the idea is you have to stop it immediately like the turmoil and conflict i was in between actually feeling weird about the fact that i felt that way and also outraged and upset by someone else's behavior and it's not that i come in as a cute little fluffy sexy kitten when I come in and I'm not actually looking to change Aaron's behavior now, I want him to hear my experience. Now, what happens from there has always been magical. If I kind of go in with the idea that what if he could hear me and what if I could hear him? Damn, like that's so powerful. Like we're not hearing each other. It's impossible when you're like in your own thought and he's in it. You can't hear. You can only pretend while you're like planning what to say in defense. It's just like, it, it's warfare. Yeah. Well, who it. wouldn't put up their defenses? Like, totally. all flinch. Like, if you shout at a kid, they flinch. And if you shout at an adult, they might have their act together, but they're definitely flinching. And it's not that I would go always being really lovely. I would just say, can we talk about this? I just want to share how I'm feeling about it. Mm. And I just can't believe that going in without a fixed agenda has been more powerful for outcome than anything I've ever done yeah (laughs) like I'm just listening to you and like just the the weight lifted of this burden of just work around being the one who's spearheading everything in the relationship just like spearheading it being okay one day and spearheading what's happening in every interaction and spearheading what's happening inside of me and how it relates to my past I can't believe I could even stand straight for 30, gosh, 34 years of my life before starting to understand the weight I was carrying. I, I understand what you're saying. I really, I really feel you. My gosh. Just before we sort of start to close up our chat today, tell me we're like in midair, meaning we're all in midair in whatever relationships, you know, we're never, nothing's finite. Where, where are things at the moment? How's it going? I mean, uh, I feel like I'm just going to sound annoying. Um, Like if I was hearing me, I'd be like, shut up. Like I've never been in a relationship like this. And I, I do want to point out that he is like a special individual to me. Like I really feel like he is just like my human. I just love him so much. And it's in this really groovy place where we're like our most human selves. I don't feel on. I don't feel aware of how I look from every angle. I don't feel aware of how he's like perceiving me. Like I'm just free of any of that like inner monologue that's so common in relationships for me. Like what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's like 
silent. It's so quiet. Like when he is around me, like he spends lots of time in my house, which again, Lila, as you said, I love this house. When I first started online dating, I was like, how will I ever let someone into my house? It's my space. Like it's so precious to me. And from the very beginning, it's felt really lovely with him being here. And it's just an easy companionship. He's funny. We laugh constantly. We have just like really beautiful physical intimacy that just feels novel to me. And even I've had like lovely relationships. I haven't had like a horrible history with like men in some like dark way, but with him, it feels I honestly don't know where to assign credit because he's so lovely, but I really practice all the time just because it feels good to me recognizing this current within. And so I'm lying in bed with him cuddling and I'm like quieting my thinking, like not caring what I think because it's always there. So it's not like that thought is disappearing. It's just, it's definitely a mainstay, but who cares And then before you know it, I'm just like dropping into this place and I can just feel this quiet between us. And then something happens and it all feels like upended and um, raw and edgy and annoying and frustrating. And who cares? (laughs) Like none of it matters. Something that I always loved being so new with him and talking to you is you always said that place that informs you will say if it's bad. It will say if it's a bad relationship. And so I wouldn't want someone to hear and be like, oh, you know, she's just making it work. It's not, it's not that like, I, I'm very clear. I'm so clear that I would say, I don't want you here. I don't want you in my house. It's a very like powerful place. And it's not lonely. Like, I can't believe how lonely relationships can be when you're working it all out on your own. I just feel a complete absence of loneliness, A, because I'm so connected to this place. And it's, like, it's just so hard to feel lonely when you're in that place inside yourself, whether you're with another body or not. And then with him, it's like it compounds into this like beautiful womb. (laughs) It just feels so nice. Um, So hopefully that's not too like saccharine or like annoying or like sweet. It just feels like it's in a nice place knowing it will descend and then ascend and just kind of be all over the place. And who cares? You know, who cares? Because there's so many other things I would love to have asked you. So I'm going to have to ask you back. I'd love Um, it. I've I've got two questions for you. One is... And I kind of like in my mind want to play devil's advocate of people who I know who ask me a lot of questions, the yes, but questions. Uh Yeah, but you just met a good guy. If you hadn't really looked in this direction together, in terms of your previous dating history habits or experiences, what do you think would have happened? I don't think it would have been good. And I think about this a lot. Like I'm just out of curiosity, not like a scary way, but just like if there were a parallel world in which not only I didn't talk to Leela, but I, oh my God, it gives me the chills if I had no three principles experience. Knowing him and knowing me, we would not, I think we would have been drawn to each other via like our intellect. Oh my God, it makes me want to squirm. I don't like imagining being that way with him, but I think our intellects would have been really like turned on by each other and we have a good physical connection. And I think it would have happened for a while and I think it would have soured really quickly. He is a good guy. He has an absolute heart of gold, but if I wasn't orienting us towards this place and it's very gentle. I don't want to sound like I'm like wrenching us away from our true selves into like some BS peaceful experience, 
because from that amazing peaceful experience, we have the just juiciest intellectual, amazing conversations. So I don't think it's him just being a generic good guy. I know it's not me just being like a generic good person. There is this other thing that he does feel like very just good to me. Um, But to answer your question, I don't think it would have been the same experience without this understanding. So one question before we close. Okay. Katie, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? I would say be what you are. Knowing my 16-year-old self was a really beautiful, (laughs) independent, sassy, witty, sarcastic, defended person. I would want her to be all of those things. I wouldn't want anything different. And know there's something else. And she wouldn't be able to hear much more than that. And I would say, all of it's okay. Please don't change a thing, you perfect, perfect, perfect individual. Just feeling so, so much love for her. And just know there's something else. There is somewhere else you can look. And I think that would have been enough for her at 16. It's lovely. I'll pop it in the time capsule. (laughs) Although, would you want to have taken any of it away? I don't know. But um, thank you so, 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 so much. I can't thank you enough. I love you. I love talking to you. So thank you for having me. Thank you.